This is OPI Talk, the voice of the business products industry. Hello and welcome to another episode of OPI Talk with me, Andy Braithwaite. And today I'm delighted to welcome back on the OPI podcast, Lee Nasuli, the industry analyst for office supplies at the NPD Group. Good morning, Lean, great to see you again. Good morning, Andy. Great to see you too. Happy to be here. Great. Hope you've had a hope you've had a good summer and uh, ready to talk about the the back to school season, among other things, in, in, in the US this year. Before before we do that, let's just take take a look. We've spoken before, and uh, you had some forecasts at the end the end of last year. Just quickly, how. How has 2022 panned out so far in relation to what you were expecting at the beginning of the year? I'm so glad you asked that, Andy, because I love talking about this. Our (laughs) forecasting and analytics team did a phenomenal job forecasting during a pandemic. And uh, we typically release our forecasts twice a year in uh, November and in April. So we're currently in the process of reforecasting right now with the latest results being released in about a month and a half, two months. And uh, based on last year's forecast, our Q4 21 and our Q1 Q2 22 have been pretty much our stationary department forecast has been pretty much right on the money. I mean, within one or two points across dollars and our other metrics like units and ASP. So we've been very highly accurate. Our Q3 forecast fell a little under. Uh, So we forecasted dollar sales to be up 6% uh, when you're thinking about stationary department sales. So this is excluding janitorial break room, right? And uh, we are currently trending with, I believe two weeks left of the season data to come out at plus 1%. So we're five points below our dollar forecast. And uh, our units and ASPs were pretty close. We were a little uh, under on those as well. I still think it's a phenomenal job to be that close to your your forecast with the the actual numbers. So uh, it it was a difficult season to predict. I think there were a lot of variables that contributed to uh, where where we ended up. And we'll, we'll talk about those in this podcast, I'm sure. But wait, I just I want to say that it's been it's been a extra, extra, great forecast, very accurate, and uh, testament to our analytics and forecasting team at NPD. Okay, you, you mentioned Q Q three. What about o- overall so far the the year to date? How how are things trending? Uh, we're st- we are not positive. Uh, I think we we'll, we were forecasting a plus 1% growth. We'll see how Q4 uh, lands. Q4, we actually originally forecasted negative one. So we were supposed to be uh, on trending downwards in the last quarter of this year. We're we're not too far from that plus one for the year, but I think we're not, uh, we're we're within a couple points. I don't think we're going to miss it by a lot. So So that's, that's the dollar figure. I take it. What are you seeing in terms of units then? Units are challenged. Uh, This definitely picked up pace in August. So back to school season, we can talk about that, right? Uh, Q1 and Q2, I believe we had soft start to the year. Everybody knows that. I think we talked about it in your podcast, the last podcast we did together for a bit. 
Our Q3, our, we had a very strong start to the season. July did exceptionally well. We were up in dollars and units in July for the industry. Dot-com was growing double digits, both in units and in dollars. And then in August, we softened. We saw a very challenged double-digit decline in unit sales on a weekly basis, especially during the peak weeks of the season. We believe some of that could have been removed out of retail back into the commercial space. Commercial space has been rebounding. Uh, And then the other portion we believe might have been supported through leftover funding and stimulus that was provided to school districts. And they might have been providing students and teachers with more supplies than they normally would in a given year. And that might've impacted the units being sold at retail. The third reason, which is something I've brought up on every single podcast I think we've had, is the acceleration of technology and work and learn. Mm. Okay. With more tech, I think you might, you, you're still buying supplies. You just might be buying them at less frequency or less units. So okay. there's several variables there that could be contributing. Okay, good. Any any numbers you can share with some of the, some of the categories? So our Q3 to date period, uh, we're down 7% in units. And if you were to look at year-to-date Jan through June, we are down about 12% in unit sales. So the year-to-date period was uh, declining a lot faster than our current Q3 period, if that if that helps. But definitely August sales were down. I mean, for about three weeks, we were down double digits mm. in units. Okay. How do you sort of pinpoint the reasons for that in terms of the economic situation or people returning or not to to the office? Uh, what, what's your take on that? Yep. So some of the variables I mentioned already, I think another important factor that I've shared with our subscribers and our client-based retailers is that there's a little bit of a nuance kind of happening within ASPs and units within the industry. So first of all, uh, when you think about back to school list sales. So your top 10 or top 20 items on a school list in in the typical year outside of the back to school season, those categories combined make up about 25% of your weekly sales. During the back to school season, during peak weeks of uh, August, the, the mix of those categories can go all the way up to about 78% on a given week quite a bit of the uh, share that these units share that these categories are taking. The other part of this is that those categories will tend to be a lot more paper-based and being uh, paper-based means that they're also experiencing rising ASPs. So our paper-based categories have some of the fastest uh, growing ASP in the industry versus other non-paper-based categories. And I think that's important to know as the BTS categories take up a larger mix, we're also seeing rising ASPs during those peak weeks. There, and those paper-based categories are also some of the fastest declining in unit sales. So that's why you see a faster decline during the mm-hmm. August period. That, kind, that, that uh, I guess you call it mix of ingredients is what allowed us to stay relatively flat during the August period. So when when people say, or when when industry players are saying August was tough, we just weren't experiencing the same positive growth we were experiencing in July. We were a little closer to flat as a 
as an industry with everything combined. And uh, it was ASPs and the increased mix of those BT, BTS categories that tend to be more paper-based that came at a higher price point that helped offset the unit decline that was taking place. So I, I don't know if that helps as well in terms of just shed, shedding light on the weekly cadence of what took place. But yes, there were these other macro variables. Consumers' disposable income has been squeezed. We know that there's less stimulus. Consumers are also going back to experiences. They're spending on expenses. If you're commuting, that's that's a resurgence in your expense. You have gas prices that have increased in the U.S. Uh, so all of these variables are impacting how a consumer might be thinking about shopping for back to school. Yeah. You, yeah. you mentioned that commercial might have been taking some share for, from retail. Is that is that linked to office occupancy and you know, just people ordering stuff at work? I, I, there's a couple different trends that I'm seeing in the commercial space. So uh, one is, yes, we did see growth in back to school categories. Some some categories will, were growing and supported that growth. Some The top areas of growth for the commercial space were more to do with the, your, your art craft type categories. I thought that was really interesting sort of for the back to school season. Uh, so those are those seem to be rebounding. I've, I've, I've given this a lot of thought in terms of what could be driving that. It, it could be a reseller, right, commercial strategy that's taking place. Maybe they're targeting uh, some of these growth areas. Another could be there's a lot of focus on um, mental health and wellness within work and uh, education and school districts. I know there there's more spend being allocated to this area. So some of these categories support that in a way. Right. Uh, so that that could be another variable or factor. It could be new customer acquisitions through our resellers that we work with that yeah. could yeah. also be part of this. So yeah, there's sure. many variables to consider. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we've heard about you know, resellers looking for adjacent categories and education yes. and, and craft or a couple of those. So that might explain why, why there's an uptick there on the commercial side. That's right. In terms of, of pricing and the, in, the inflationary environment, any expectations or forecasts for, for the rest of the year compared with what's happened in the first nine months of the year? Yes, that's a fair question. As you know, we track average pricing trends, right? And that can vary based on your mix of what's being sold, exactly how I just talked about the mix changing during back to school being more paper heavy. Uh, but overall, what we're seeing is a slowdown in the average pricing increase in office supplies. This might not be the case across all general merchandise, right? Every industry has its own nuance and uh, factors being impacted by the logistics and supply chain issues that are taking place. But within office supplies, I have seen a general overall uh, either consistency. So we've been at about a plus 8% every quarter. So it hasn't really seen a, a big change versus last year. Mm. However, we are wrapping and looping around to Q4 where we saw some of the strongest price increases take place last year after Q3. So we're starting to comp to where those price increases really began to take off. And that means that I would, that I would expect a leveling off of ASPs for the industry at this time. Not to say that uh, we're done seeing inflation or price increases in general. I can't speak to that, but I but I do think we're starting to loop around 
to when some of the stronger ASP started to take place last year. Okay. And then in terms Our of comps should be softer. Okay. And in terms of units, are they are they following a, a, a smooth, albeit downward, trajectory, or any any kind of bump bumps in the road there that you're forecasting? You know, I think uh, the I don't I don't believe that the industry was expecting the unit decline that we did. I think everybody was expecting at least a single digit unit decline. I don't think we were expecting double digits during the peak weeks of the season. I, and we, we survey teachers in our future of office supplies report. And as a part of that, we asked them, did you receive more funding? Is Are you being provided more supplies? And in both cases, teachers said yes. Okay. And the incidence is greater than what we had seen in prior periods. So that's there's definitely some sort of support happening through the school system around supplies this year. What I would expect is uh, some positive news for next year with the story. And what I mean by that is, I think there will be a general slowdown in the unit decline that we've been experiencing because it will start to normalize and stabilize. We've actually seen uh, stabilization within the B2B tech space, which inadvertently also impacts how supplies are bought too. Uh, but next year, I, I, my, my thought process is, is if, if the, if the schools continue to provide the same amount of funding, then we could see the same pattern. However, if uh, funding is reduced to an extent, then there might be a little bit more reliance on students and parents having to purchase the supplies. So that could be a positive story for unit sales next year for the industry. And that's actually one of the variables that I'm taking into account as I think about our forecast for the next three years. Mm. Okay. In your, your, your back to school your press release from, from a few weeks ago, you referenced green or environmentally friendly products. Is, is that an area which is you know, generating some, some more traction in the U S yes, we, so we survey consumers on this and what you say, right. And then what you actually do sometimes can be <laughs> conflicting. Uh, eight, I think of over 80% of uh, consumers say that they're willing to spend more on eco-friendly products. 45% say that this is an important aspect of, or consideration for them when they want to purchase these products. This is a question that I believe every manufacturer and retailer is trying to answer. Is it, is it done through packaging? Is it done through communication, partnerships? At NPD, we track attributes. So sustainable attributes, like is it recyclable? Is it not? We can also bring it down to the product line and look at more sustainable product lines that have been launched over the past two years. So these are currently uh, measures that we are using to track the popularity and the growth of this area. We actually have a report we're putting together as a value add for subscribing clients right now. We should be releasing it in November. Okay. It's a lot of work because you're looking at uh, very detailed information within our data set. And we have a couple of people on our team working on that right now. But the whole concept is what is the trajectory of sustainable purchasing within our industry? And uh, what do, where do we think this could go? But I have seen a lot of manufacturers uh, put product on shelves over the past couple of years that are uh, they either have some sort of recyclable material mm. component, some sort of sustainable messaging. I've also seen a lot of our uh, clients uh, build partnerships with sustainable associations or mm. 
pauses, we'll call yeah. it pauses. Yeah. yeah. You mentioned that extremely high number of consumers who said they would spend more. Uh, any, any evidence to suggest that they, they are doing what they said they would do or, or not? It's a great question. We are able to uncover that through our receipt harvesting service. So we have not looked, we have not looked into that specifically yet as a study, but it is a capability we have. We're able to sample uh, consumers that have an interest in this area that may have indicated that they have, and uh, we're able to study their buying behavior and their purchase intentions through, through that method. It's not something that I have yet, but according to our future of office supply survey, they are willing to spend more on these products. And there's about 85% that are saying that they are willing to do that when it's something that it's, it's important to them. Okay. Yeah. Whether, whether they do that, we'll, we'll, we'll see. A couple of other questions. I think online sales were up 35% year on year, certainly yes. in, the, in the, the first few weeks of, of, July, of back yeah. to school. Yeah. Was that a, a surprise? It was a very big surprise for me. Yes, I'll admit to that. Uh, I was expecting online. We, we've had tremendous growth within our online channel over the past couple of years. And uh, as, as you know, online for us makes up at this point 30% of retail sales. Uh, our back to school season is doing tremendously well. Typically uh, in the past, I think two, three years ago, our online share during the back to school season where its lowest was at 17%. It's gone up to about 24. We're currently for the first two months of the quarter at 26%, which is significant. It means a lot of the capabilities, the services, the investment that retailers have made into this space and the manufacturers supporting it are paying off. We have September e-commerce share retail numbers coming out in a few weeks. Once we add that in, I anticipate the share to either stay at 26% or possibly go down to 25, but that would still put it at above prior years, which yeah. means we've grown share during one of the highest volume, uh, biggest seasons for our industry in the e-commerce space. Was it a surprise? I, I believe I've definitely anticipated would continue to grow share within the e-commerce space. I thought that would be something that we were going to see for the next three years, but to see the volume growth that we were seeing compared to what, what was happening in stores, which was closer to flat, slight decline. Yes, that was surprising to me. So that's, that's great. And the, the categories that were driving that growth were all back to school list categories. Okay. So all the online resellers, are they upping their, capabilities in terms of services like like lists uh, and things like that which which attract parents rather than them going into a, a physical store i think if uh, they're not doing that then that should be something that they are focusing on but yes i do believe that services that uh, automate the process that provide a convenience that uh, in some cases even link the the online experience to the store experience so if you're able to add all to cart your list in one click and then swing by the store and pick it up while you're doing other errands, even if it's not delivered directly to you. These are all services and capabilities mm. that uh, the retailers have been working on, investing in, and growing. Okay. So click and collect, for example, comes under an online sale for, for how you track it. Uh, our uh, The way that we code our channel sales is mimics exactly the way the retailer codes their their channel sales. So however okay. the retailer identifying yeah. codes, that is how we identify and code it for them. Okay. So the retailer is not necessarily losing 
the sale to a p- pure online player, that some of their share is shifted to to online. But it could be then the, the client then picks that up at the store. It could be. It just depends yeah. on how they define it and how they look at their universe. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Last thing, I, I came across a, an infographic from, from MPD uh, re- recently covering not just the US, but also Mexico and Canada. It seems like those 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 two markets have uh, have done well in the first half of, uh, of 2022 and there's some momentum there. Yes, they. so we recently launched uh, Canada and Mexico tracking across four category groups. It includes writing, coloring and art, office essentials, and uh, yes, we're, those both those areas are rebounding after very tough seasons and years. And uh, it's a it's an area of expansion for us, it, and it's an exciting it's an exciting new space that we're uh, exploring and working on with our clients. In addition to that, we're also looking to launch the verticals within our commercial space. So being able to see sales into your education vertical or hospitals or, uh, and really being able to break that down and understand what the trends are. And hopefully that'll be available within the next couple months. Okay. So there's right. a lot of really cool, exciting things happening in our business. Okay. And I love being here to talk about it, Andy. Thank you for having me. Okay, great stuff. So hopefully we can perhaps talk about some of those those verticals in a in a future podcast. I know that yeah. uh, our listeners will be interested. Certainly, that the health, the healthcare and education markets are, are are great potential markets for a lot of our listeners. Yes, definitely, definitely. I would I would love to be able to talk about those. I think it's going to be a really good conversation, and it'll provide a lot of insight into what's happening in schools. So it's okay. another side of the coin that and everybody's interested in. Okay, sounds good. I look forward to that at some some stage in the future. In in the meantime, Lean, thank you very much indeed. Appreciate your your time again and uh, take care and all the best. Thank you. You too, Andy. Thanks for having me. Cheers, thanks. If you have got this far, then thank you for listening to this episode of OPI Talk. Please check out our website, opi.net, for news, interviews, analysis, and much more from the business products world. We've also got a great app that you can download from the App Store or Google Play. Just search for OPI Magazine. And we hope you will join us again soon for another episode of OPI Talk.